and welcome back to Vox Popcast, the weekly pseudo-academic roundtable of pop culture analysis with drinking and swearing. My name is Christopher Maverick, but you can call me Mav, and I am once again here with my co-host, Wayne Wise. How's it going, Wayne? Hey, Mav. I'm good. How are you? I'm good, good. I missed you last week with Thanksgiving, and you yeah, know, I, went out and gave thanks or something. And didn't I, I, you? <laughs> yeah, I was just away. <laughs> That's fine. I was thankful I wasn't recording that. <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> no. it's fine, dude. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> oh, That's not sad. true. I am thankful for uh, for having this off guest every, every week or two or however many I show when, up on. Whenever, well, yeah. Whenever I'm here, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, this is going to be a weird show. We were talking offline of how this weird shows. So before we introduce the topic, I want to introduce the guest because the guest was part of the topic, kind of. So returning to the show, you've been on before, but it's been quite a long time. I want to welcome back mm-hmm. Matt Lennon. Hey, Matt, how's it going? It's going great. How are you? I'm doing good. So, yeah. So this is a weird topic. And this comes from time of recording. I think probably in the future based on episode dropping, because as bad as I am at podcast time travel, trying to do podcast time travel coordination between my two different shows is like (laughs) just impossible. So recently for me, Matt was on my other show. He was on Golly Wow. And he made an offhand comment to which I was like, oh, and we talked about this for like 10 seconds on the other show. But I was like, that deserves its own episode, but it doesn't fit for GGW. So I'm just going to do it on Vox Pop. So just vaguely speaking, Matt, do you know what I was talking about? I do. Yeah. I also had the funny thought of like, I think that this is my second time on the show. And this is the second time the show is inspired by something that for me was like an offhand comment. And I was like, oh, <laughs> that, that, okay. that's, that's so many of our shows. <laughs> just drops of, I'm just throwing out drops of wisdom, apparently, without even realizing it. Yeah. So we were talking about, you know, Excalibur, as we do, and Kitty Pride, as I often do. And I made a comment about hating the fact that one, she did no, no longer had a unique costume and also specifically started going by just Kitty and not, you know, Shadowcat or Sprite or Ariel or, you know, a cool or interesting code name. And that really bothers me and that you absolutely love that. So, yeah, well, I love. Yeah, I understand why people are bothered by it. But I, I also think like, it's interesting. Can, Go ahead. Can, yeah. Can I throw a footnote? As someone who was reading that at the time, you know, like when mm-hmm. she was introduced because I'm old, mm-hmm. like, it felt like an ongoing failure to ever give her a code name that worked. Like she was introduced as Kitty, and in my brain, she was Kitty from that point on. And mm-hmm. a- any code name they gave her always just rang false to me. Sprite, it was like, and, hey. <laughs> and I think just because it came secondary to her as Kitty Pride. But that's just that's my perception of what happened in the moment as it was happening. Well, we'll get into the details of this on GGW. We were talking about her specifically because mm-hmm. Kitty is one of the main characters of that book, and we were talking about that concept of what does identity mean in a superhero world, right? In a comic book world where the norm is for characters to have two names. Like the normal thing is for people to be Peter Parker and Spider-Man, Kurt Wagner and Nightcrawler, Clark Kent and Superman, right? Like the norm is to have two identities. And Kitty officially has like seven because of like the Shadowcat Ariel thing. But like realistically, she only actually has one. And then Jean Grey similarly is officially Marvel Girl, except for when she's officially Phoenix. But for all intents and purposes, she's just Jean Grey all the time. And I started thinking, well, wait, how does that work? How do dual identities and singular identities work? And I was, and the first thing that I thought of was, well, hold on. I come from this world of pro wrestling. And in pro wrestling, like all of my wrestling friends have two names, right? They, their real name is their birth name. And then they have some name that they get called 
but in wrestling, you know, and they might have a nickname, right? Like they might have like, like a, but that's more of a slogan, but they'll have like real name and some professional wrestling name. And then they might have several professional wrestling names if they've changed their gimmick over time. And so I was thinking about that, but then I thought, hold on though. When I was in wrestling, I just called myself Chris Maverick. <laughs> I was just me. <laughs> and and it's interesting because so my, my, my longtime tag team partner who's been on the show is Mazion, except that like Shima Zion was his original wrestling name. That's not his real name. And he hasn't used the name Shima Zion in like three separate wrestling gimmicks. He went from being Shima Zion to being Zima Ion, which is just ridiculous, to being <laughs> DJZ. It was DJZ for years. And now he's in the WWE as Joaquin Wild. And he's just mm. constantly like he hasn't actually been Shima for, you know, a decade. But when I see him and talk to him in real life, I call him Shima to this day, as do all of our wrestling friends. It's just who he is. Right. So that's where I thought this is interesting. Like you have the you have this concept of dual identity versus real identity. And I thought, well, this works in comics. It works in pro wrestling. Where else does it work? And music. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, right. My other thing. And I saw you one of our comments on one of our threads on Facebook or something. Yeah, we'll, somebody, we'll get to the threads in a second. Yeah. But somebody mentioned Bowie and music mm-hmm. and, and Bowie is a prime example. He, mm-hmm. was David, he was David Jones in real life, changing name to David Bowie because Davy Jones was a member of the monkeys. And then as David Bowie played parts of the Stardust, the Latin thing, Halloween Jack, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It came to be known just universally by Bowie. But in music, I mean, you know, Grandpa Jones has been called Grandpa Jones since he was 20 years old. They stage identity came up and everybody called him that forever. So you know, in my answer to somebody's question, I, I said Grandpa Jones to Rat Scabies, mm-hmm. who a drummer for the dam. And just that mm-hmm. whole idea of choosing and in, in punk and glam and some of that stuff very specifically, there was Rat Scabies, like they were trying to be offensive and shocking by big state name. Mm-hmm. But, you know, movie stars, rock stars, that, that is so much a part of that world right. ever. It's performance. It's the it's very much the norm in hip hop, right? Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Jay-Z's real name isn't even like you think it was Jason or James or something. It's not. Mm-hmm. It's Sean. His first name yeah. is Sean. His last name is Carter. His initials are not Jay-Z. None of it makes any sense. But like, but that's just what it is. Well, yeah, so we should talk about the comments because like we have a list of shows that we keep. This is like a little bit of behind the scenes stuff. The five of us have a board of ideas that we just kind of, you know, we, you know, how far along is this idea? Who's working on, who's working on the post on Star Wars? Who's working on Quiet Quitting, which is an episode that we've been trying to get together for like the last three or four weeks and is and it's not quite ready yet. So some things take more work than others. And then we have some that are just really easy, quick hit topics. And this was supposed to be one of those. This is one of the simpler topics where it's like, I don't have, I don't have a full research paper that I'm working on here. I was just like, here's an idea that I want to discuss. We can ask Matt to come in and talk about it with us since it was based on something he said. And I'll just kind of toss my generalized thoughts out on our blog, www.voxpopcast.com and on our Facebook page and see if anybody has any random thoughts that they'd like toss at us. And there were thoughts. <laughs> there were a lot of comments. Yeah, on this yeah more, more than we usually get. Yeah. So, okay. Apparently, like I was just thinking, okay, this is mostly a comic thing. And then I, and then we did think, okay, but also music and uh, we thought of music and we thought of, of what else did we talk about? I talked about strippers, for instance, might mm-hmm. have name, but then people were just like, well, well what about roller derby? derby? Yeah. Which I did realize, but in my mind, yeah. I thought of roller derby names working exactly the same way as professional wrestling names, mm-hmm. it, which I mean, I think they largely, it's a different sport, but I, be- yeah. but I believe they, they work in, they functionally work the same way. Yeah. But there's, but then people were like, well, LARPing and then people were like, and just online gaming communities. And I was, yeah, that's true. Right. Even, 
and Twitter you know, handles. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Facebook, CB radio to get really old school. Yeah, somebody brought up Burning Man culture where people are use use, use uh, their fake names, their nicknames. My friend Sam brought up. You get a name in. His, he lives in Switzerland, and so his kids who are Boy Scouts there have. You, you get a scout name that the other scouts decide on for you when they've decided. You know, they pick your nickname for you, and then from that point on, that's just what you're known as for the rest of your life. You're you are you get that scout name. So <laughs> yeah, so, it's, so it is a thing, and I'm just kind of curious, like how this affects your identity, uh, yeah. Matt. Matt, yeah. for you, it yeah. was your thing. Like, I mean, we'll start with Kitty Pride. You mm-hmm. said it bothered you that she always was sort of stuck being Kitty, and then Wayne, you said that's just how you think of her. So mm-hmm. why does it bother well, you exactly? Well, it's a weird thing because also, like, I think of her as Kitty. Like, I say Kitty Pride more than I say like you know Shadow or Sprite or Shadow Cat, Red but Queen. She's yeah, the Red it Queen. Almost, it almost feels weirdly like like a validation thing like i want her to be a like as valid a superhero as you know spider-man or superman or batman and so like mm-hmm. part of that is they have identities like they have mm-hmm. you know and the things that go along with that and that was part of what was built into the character when she was introduced too was this idea of like she's like at a certain point so much wanted to be a part of the team and be an x-man and like be a superhero that's why she adopted all of these you know sort of random identities and you know bizarre costumes so it almost feels like a and now she just never gets that because everyone is just like yeah just kitty pride we're just gonna call her kitty pride and it almost seems to like a response to the name that the character has is too dumb and so like we're just gonna like that that for me that's more a gene gray thing than anything else of like everyone's just like well marvel girl doesn't really mean anything and it doesn't tell you anything about her so i guess we'll just go with like i mean we had phoenix that was really cool but you know that had an end date sort of so now we're just gonna call her gene gray and mm-hmm. it's like but or maybe just think of something else maybe think of something better you know it's a weird thing for me it almost does feel like a, I want them to be if they're playing the role of superhero and you know sort of in a meta sense we're reading them as superheroes I want them to be to have the same level of I guess like it feels weird to say like depth or complexity yeah. but at least just you know it's, the same tropes a, that other superheroes have yeah well it lends them a validation as yeah. a superhero well and you say that and it makes me think of Luke Cage who was introduced as Luke Cage hero for hire he was Carl mm-hmm. Lucas mm-hmm. took on a the fake name but you know like issue 17 off the top of my head he's like oh, I need a superhero name a oh, power man and then mm-hmm. you know, the villain power man came and fought him over who got to use the name you know that's it. but now nobody thinks of him as anything other than Luke Cage it's the same kind of thing but Luke Cage is a pseudonym you know it's not his real name so yeah and they've titled mm-hmm. like they titled books of his with just his last name so even that yeah. becomes sort of a code yeah. name of just right. like Cage. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. okay so I'm thinking about going to the music thing again right you two has four members it has Bono it has yeah. The Edge and it has two guys who use their real name and nobody remembers their name yeah. it's Adam Clayton Larry yeah, Mullen right. but like seriously nobody yeah. ever thinks about that right like it's just like oh Bono The Edge two guys with like awesome superhero-y sounding like rock star names and like a couple of schlubs and I'm mm-hmm. you know but, like no nothing against Adam Clayton or Larry Mullen right yeah, just, right. <laughs> but, yeah. but like it's, but like you know the guy on bass and the guy on drums <laughs> like are like people literally forget who they are mm-hmm. and you remember the guys with the awesome names, right? And I think there you two used to have other members too, and I don't even remember what their names were. I, I think there was just four, but yeah, it, my headcanon is that like the other two guys basically just give like Otto and the Edge shit all the time for like you're still calling yourself that yeah, like, right. edgy <laughs> nickname you gave yourself when you were sixteen. Like, that's really that, are you like you're signing checks as Bono? See, really? See, 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 my headcanon is Edge and Bono just occasionally recast the other two, bring in new members, and call them by the same <laughs> names, and nobody notices. No, you're Larry. <laughs> you're Larry. 
Larry Mullen. That's who you are. <laughs> well, that's what Kiss has been doing, right? So. Yeah. Okay. So, well, okay. So, Kiss is another example, right? Yeah. Kiss has. Well, Kiss is weird though because Kiss had character names for. Well, there's the original four members. Yeah. yeah. But, like, there, the, no one called the, them that. They were Ace right. and yeah. They went by their real name. Well, I guess Ace. No, is no, no, well, that, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Like, none of the names we know them by are the real name. None of the four of them. Oh, really? So, so, so yeah. Gene Simmons' name, birth name, is not Gene Simmons. No, it's uh, Gene Klein. Okay, so yeah, and actually, there's and I'm misremembering. That was first thing I read way back when. He actually was born in Israel and has a Jewish last name. Yeah, that I'm, I'm just, just blanking at the moment. Looks like Chime Wits. Yeah, Chime Wits. Yeah, mm-hmm. but he, Chime he Chime moved Chime. here. It was Gene Klein, and then he changed it to Simmons. For so he was three names in before he became Demon. Paul Stanley is Stanley Eisen. Eisen. Yeah, Eisen. Stanley yeah. Eisen. He's Freely was Paul Freely, but he already had a Paul and. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, really? No, yeah, really. That, that's, that's it. A- and Peter Chris was Peter Chris Cola. But, yeah, <laughs> but then they had their, you know, the demon, the star child, space ace, and Catman. But they mm-hmm. weren't really called that until they became superhero characters comic. Right. And now there's the characters of space ace and the Catman on stage, but they're being portrayed by completely different Right, because people. like because no one can get along. But Whereas a lot of people call the new space ace fake ace. Yeah. <laughs> they, they're the old fans. He's good. But you also get the punk thing, too, though, because like thinking about it, like, you know, the police started as kind of a punk band and like you had Sting and then you have yeah. like X Pistols with like Johnny Rotten and Sid Vicious. Yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, again, I think the other two what? guys who I don't. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, yeah. and that was coming out of Glam Rock. Well, I mean, you had characters mm-hmm. as Iggy Stardust, you had Gary Glitter and Albert Ardust, and, mm-hmm. you know, all of these guys who were using names like that. And that's not that unusual in, <laughs> in music either. There's I have a sneaking uh, suspicion that the Ramones aren't really related to each other. <laughs> Just like the Osmonds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> sure. I remember a little Jimmy Ramone. I to, to bring this down. I think some of this like, in their two or three pieces here. I'm going to ramble for a minute. But there's this whole traditional and mythic sense of power of naming thing. I mean, mm-hmm. if you go back to Genesis. You Adam named the plants and the beasts of the field and was given dominion over them. Mm-hmm. You, knowing something's real name gives you power over it. You want to summon a demon and control it. You need to know its real name. If you get trapped in the world of fairy, don't tell them your real name because you'll never get home. Like so, that whole idea of names having power, real names have power. That's really deep seated in our psyche. So I, I think that has something to do with the whole alternate identities, just as a trope in things. I think there's also, I mean, I think that's there, and I think I'm hesitant to say real names. I think it's yeah, right. Name. I, so yeah, here's where I think it's weird. Like, like I said, with with Shima, for instance, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I, yeah. I don't think it's that much of a secret. It says on his Wikipedia page, his real name is Mike. I've probably said that out loud. That might be the fourth time in, in the 15, 20 years I've known him. It's like, we don't call, we don't call him Mike. Well, um, I, when I met you, you know, you was, you were my customer and the name on your bag was your real birth name, which is not yeah, what you go which, by now. Right, which I've changed. Yeah. And, and I called you Chris for a lot of years mm-hmm. because that's how I met you. Right. But it's, but, it's, but, it's, but, but I mean, it's literally, it's a name on a credit card, right? Yeah. And then, it, and then like when I changed my name, which mm, it's been 20 years, when I changed my name, it was, it, like I changed it and that was just it was I changed it to the name that everyone was already calling me mm-hmm. Chris Maverick right like I, that was and that became it, uh, 
that's why I did. That's why I continued using it in wrestling. There was no sense in not using that because it was like I already had this name that I'd chosen for myself and that mm-hmm. like all my friends had like randomly just got glommed into. And it was weird, right? It's weird for me today when people try to say Chris as though they're trying to be familiar with me because seriously, in real life, no one who knows me well calls me that. Mm-hmm. No one. And Wayne knows this. My wife doesn't call me Chris. And like if she did, like Wayne, can you imagine her saying it? It, it would sound yeah. weird because it's because oh, yeah. she literally yeah. doesn't say it. My nieces and nephews say Uncle Mav. It's not, it's mm-hmm. not like a name that I use. So like every once in a while you'll see somebody be like Chris or Christopher. And then you know that person like doesn't really know me on a personal level. It's just a professional thing because no one would say that. Like my students say Professor Mav. It's like a it's just how I'm so used to identifying. And I just I, but on the other hand, it would be weird for like, like I had names in wrestling. Like I, I was the notorious MAV. And, you know, but it was but like they're always they were all of mine were derived from the identity of being Mav. And I imagine that's the case for many people who use a fake name for lack of a better term, you know, some mm-hmm. kind of gimmick name, fake name, nickname in that sense, because like there is just sort of a my identity is very wrapped up in being Mav <laughs> that, like, like, for where I don't know, maybe being Wayne or being Matt isn't like that because mm-hmm. it, it, it's a normal name in, in both of your cases. Although weirdly, the being Matt thing is like is loaded for me because I I started carrying a copy of my birth certificate with me when I was in like second grade because <laughs> my birth name is Matt. It's not Matthew. And everyone right. assumes that Matt is the yeah. shortened version of my name. And I would have teachers literally argue with me that like, no, you're supposed to write your full name. It's Matthew. And I'm like, no, it's not like I know <laughs> what my name is. And even as an adult, well, or like from teens on, basically the point at which someone insists on calling me Matthew, even when I have told them that my name is just Matt is usually a very quick mm-hmm. sign of like, oh, that person's an asshole. Okay. Like, <laughs> I understand what's going on. So See, I'm like I, very, I'm very attached to like Matt is my name and that's like, mm-hmm. it's not anything else in a way that I think other people are with like, you know, a name that you choose for yourself. Mm-hmm. And I'm okay with mine. Mine is short and alliterative and has a word in it that is something I would like to identify with anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so, you know, if, if I was picking a name, like this is a good one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, wait, Wayne Wise is clearly not a real name. Wayne Wise is Wayne Wise is the kind of name that Stan Lee comes up with because he can't remember yeah. things that aren't alliterative, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, but well, and friend of the show who's Connie Connie Eden who's been on several times, she she has the exact same thing as Matt. Her name is not Constance. People assume it is, but mm-hmm. her mom named her Connie after like her aunt Connie. It's not short for anything. It's not a nickname. She just mm-hmm. has a name that sounds like a nickname. So that is a thing that I guess happens sometimes. Well, that, and there, that, that power of names that there was an episode of Northern Exposure 30 years ago where the character of Chris, Chris in the Bring, was, he had an outstanding arrest warrant wheeling that someone came to extradite him and they had a court trial and basically his metaphysical <laughs> argument in the trial was he is no longer the same person who committed those crimes. Metaphysically, mm-hmm. he is a different person, therefore cannot be held accountable. And in his talking with that, he's talking about name. What does a name mean? Power of And this ties into the rock and roll thing. I remember the line then saying, would James Jewel Osterberg have rocked as hard as Iggy Pop? Mm-hmm. And yeah, you know, James Jewel Osterberg, Iggy Pop's real name, probably wouldn't have had the impact. Marion Robert Morrison wouldn't have been the icon of 1940s masculinity the way John Wayne was. Yeah. I mean, those names, they carry with them power that wouldn't have worked the same had they used their actual name. That, that power of naming things, what you get out of that. And you, Iggy Pop, first band he was in called the Iguana, started calling him Iggy because of that. It just mm-hmm. metamorphosed the always Ziggy character. Ziggy Stardust was, part of that name was inspired 
inspired by and see a pop. Mm. It's how all this stuff interplays. But yeah, it's there are reasons for using other names depending on your impact which to have. Well, I was going to say that's I mean, that's one thing that we haven't talked about yet, but it is the idea of a name as an assertion of your identity too. you yeah. know, if you talk about, you know, people who are trans and, you know, mm-hmm. choose the name that they're going to go by people who, you know, you mentioned like Stan Lee. Stan Lee is, you know, a really good example of like choosing a pseudonym probably mm-hmm. to some extent to, you know, disguise the fact that he was Jewish or like mainstream <laughs> audiences or Jack Kirby. Yeah. Him and a lot of people in comics and not so just that, comics, you know, media in general. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about, you're talking about a Stan Lee starts working in a time, starts working professionally in a time that is not the happiest in the world for Jewish people. Not that any time has ever been <laughs> yeah. great as far mm-hmm. as like, you know, prejudice goes, but you know, but uh, you know, Kirby is Kurtzman. Yeah. Yakov Kurtzberg. Yeah. And Kurtzberg. Yeah. And then, you know, Stan is Lieber's his last That's name. Shit. Bob Kane's Robert on, I believe yeah. there's a, so yeah, a lot of them were basically doing that. And that, that goes on to like the vaudeville world and, in, mm-hmm. uh, and for entertainment as well. And, you know, there's mm-hmm. just a lot of choices. Similarly, that happens in, you know, in well, the black it, community where people will choose either easier to say names sometimes, mm-hmm. or they will, you know, or sometimes less easy to say names as an assertion of identity. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, I'm thinking of Muhammad Ali, whose mm-hmm. first name was Cassius Clay mm-hmm. and decided to claim his identity. And to, to the point where Muhammad Ali is sort of, there's a, there was a point where people were trying to diminish him by insisting on calling him Cassius Clay. Mm-hmm. And it's well, like, that's not who I am anymore. Yeah. Well, and it wasn't just people working in entertainment or public things like that. I mean, there's no immigrant population of America. I mean, how many people came to Ellis Island with European names or just, mm-hmm. and were assigned names that, you know, like, well, that's too hard to pronounce. You're Jones now. And yeah, yeah. and that happened. And you know, lots of people who generations later have gone back to claim their original family name rather than mm-hmm. how they were marked down on the record books at Ellis Island. We want to get really out there. I mean, think about like Prince where, you know, that is a real name. And then he went yeah. by just Prince, but then he changed his name literally to a symbol at yes. a certain point, you know, that is by like intentionally unpronounceable, mm-hmm. you know, and as a, as an assertion. And so I think like the idea of names as, as a statement, as an assertion, more so mm-hmm. than just like, this is what I'm called, or this is my identity is also an interesting thing to think about. This is interesting in that, like, so Prince people, first off, people assumed that Prince was a stage name. It wasn't, that was his birth mm-hmm. name. Prince Rogers it's Nelson. Madonna. Yeah. Also a real name. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Is, but, but in Prince's case, uh, in addition to the Prince identity and the symbol identity, Prince used several other identities on his music that if you, so he's also Alexander Nevermind, he's Torah Torah, he's Jamie Starr, he's Camille. And those are names of different characters that Prince came up with whom write music. Like, like there are songs written by Alexander Nevermind. There are songs written by Camille and there are performances by those characters and they're credited as such in the music. And I, if you're enough of a Prince fan, you get to where you can sort of tell them apart because yeah. Torah, because Torah, Torah doesn't sing like Prince and you're like, oh, okay, he's doing the Torah thing. Yeah. And Camille is the well, female voice. It's very much falsetto, but you just have to know. And it's, yeah. you know, well, Bowie with the Ziggy Stardust thing. I mean, that album, yeah, yeah you know, like he, that tour, he was performing on stage as the character Ziggy Stardust. Right. But a lot of the songs on that album aren't being sung by Ziggy Stardust. They are songs about 
about him. Mm-hmm. So he's portraying the character, singing a song in the third person about the character he's praying. Mm-hmm. So it, it gets very complicated. <laughs> so, so I do want to wrap back around to the idea of you know of choosing the names and like and that being part of your identity. So the first person to comment on this was Jamil, another friend of the show. But several people pointed this out with online role playing games is what Jamil was talking about, where he had LARP LARPers and online role playing games where people who he considered friends, but that he met through online communities. So he just doesn't even know their real names. It's just that, you know, I've all I've always called you whatever. And so, you know, and so there. So I know, for instance, Jamil's name in the Transformers community is Mega B, which has been his online handle in many places for I mean, I've not for decades, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, like literally yeah. for decades. And I, I, I don't for, know who it is. I had forgotten that. But as soon as you say, like, oh, yeah. And I'm sure, like, I think that's, I think that's his Twitter handle right now. And yeah. I'm sure there's people who only know him as Megabee, right? That's the point that he was making. And then I'm sure there are people who have friends in their World of Warcraft guilds who mm. they would consider them real friends. People have their, you know, their online screen handles that, you know, comes out of being like, you know, your hacker name or whatever. But it's the same thing. It's a, you've chosen this identity for, the character that you are and I think people come to know you in that sense to where my, my 103 year old dad just had this recently he was he did the CB radio thing the late 70s some of that's because he, he drove truck for a while not big eight wheel rig and there was a community that developed and everybody mm-hmm. there had their CB handle and he was telling me last weekend when I was home talking to him that he recently he was just at the grocery store and someone called him by his CB handle because mm-hmm. that's what they know him as from 45 years ago yeah I mentioned Handle it, answer to it? Does he like turn around? No, yeah, he does. Like it, it, it took him by eyes because it doesn't happen very often. But he was, he was like, that, that, that's just funny because I haven't had a CB in 40 years. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mentioned before we started recording, you know, I mentioned like a message board that I know some people from. And like I like I used my name and I used a handle on the message board. Kind of I switched back and forth sometimes. But if anyone ever calls me monk, that I know that's where they're from because mm-hmm. that's what I went by. And, you know, it's so I will still answer to it and then the first time it felt weird I went to Baltimore Comic Con and we had like the first sort of meet up with a lot of people from this message board and just in normal conversation you know they would say monk as my name and that's when I actually had to get used to like oh you know this is a name I chose for myself like and I'm okay with that but it's weird to hear it out loud when you only ever see it like in text mm-hmm. form mm-hmm. you know and that that becomes part of your identity and anyway now I've intentionally or unintentionally confused people because I changed my Facebook name to Matt Curtis rather than Matt Linton mm-hmm. and just use my middle name as my last name in some weird thought of like what if my students like look me up yeah not before i realized that like my students don't care enough to look me up for anything (laughs) mine do but i'm impossible to hide at this point like the christopher maverick identity is enough associated with me that the internet like there's just no getting away from that on the internet for me and and mine is like so it's it's been so long that it's been matt curtis on facebook that i have people genuinely who i actually know genuinely Mm -hmm. say like wait remind me what your last name is again because Mm -hmm. they get that like oh yeah no curtis is not your last name your last name is linton okay well curtis looks like a last name too right like it's yeah. not like you it's not like you if you had i don't know billy you know, bob matt well matt robert or something you know yeah. matt bob yeah it, 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 you might it might seem like two of them but that looks like it's just as much a last name as it is mm. a first name so yeah so i yeah i think that's i mean that's something that happens i think we all do kind of and i think it's been touched on like we we develop different identities and different names throughout life you know kind of whether you're trying to or not and you know it has to do with like the social circle you're in and what context you're using it in. I mean, teaching is another thing where, mm-hmm. you know, I don't officially really have a title. Like I haven't earned my doctorate yet, so I'm not 
you know, a professor or a doctor. I don't really, I'm not used to answering to Mr. So my favorite one that I get from students, because not all of them are comfortable using first names is I've had students call me Professor Matt. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. that's adorable. I like that. It I will is. go with that. Yeah. yeah. I, and like you at the times that when I've taught, I, and I tell them I am absolutely fine calling me Wayne, but I, I recognize you're not all comfortable with that. I get a kick out of Professor Wise because I'm teaching comics and it makes me sound like a comic character, even though technically I, I haven't earned the professorship. Well, mm-hmm. people, most of my students typically, and if they're listening, hi, they typically say <laughs> Professor Professor Mav. I had somebody actually ask me, it's like, well, shouldn't they be using Dr. Mav? And I'm like, it, that sounds weirder to me. Dr. Maverick doesn't sound weird. Dr. Mav sounds weird. I, if you want to say it, it's fine. I mean, I, I know you're talking to me, but Professor Mav has, you know, it has the right cadence of making me the head of the X-Men, you know, like right, right, yeah. <laughs> that, like it just sounds it, it works out better for me to where if I have to sign something. So I usually sign my mail prof Mav mm-hmm. if I'm writing a student. So it's it is one of those weird things that, you know, the identity of being a grad student, that was weird because for the longest time it did feel like the students will say Dr. Maverick or Professor Maverick even before, you know, you're you've earned it because they're trying to be respectful. And like, yeah, so there's I mean, like, so like there's a point where you're like, oh, well, you know, I don't want to, you know, like you're trying to like tell them not to because of your own hangups of where mm-hmm. you are in the academic hierarchy. But like from their perspective, they don't care about the internal struggle of what a degree is and what tenure yeah. is. They're just trying to get there. I also found just the difference in, in my limited experience with that the difference between Pitt and Chatham. Chatham is a smaller community based. I mean, it's not a community college. I don't that, but it's a smaller community. They mm-hmm. were far more comfortable just calling me Wayne. Mm-hmm. Chatham, for the listener, Chatham has yeah. a couple thousand students. I'm maybe I'm just and they all know each other. It's probably two thousand student body. I'm guessing. Yeah. Whereas Pitt is twenty thousand, so it's yeah. like ten times the size. Yeah, and just in general, they were all far more comfortable just calling me Wayne. What that Pitt, they were all a bit more. There were a few who, who were able to well, in general. And, and this is a very like inside grad school sort of thing. But I kind of mentioned this in my comment on the post. Like I I sort of without there's no pattern to it that I've been able to figure out, but. Some of my professors are, I refer to by first name. Some of them I refer to literally just by last name. Mm-hmm. Some of them I use a title, but when I, whether I use professor or whether I use doctor, I think has more to do with which just sounds better coming out of my mouth than like, mm-hmm. you know, it's a number of syllables. Like the cadence yeah. is better. The cadence, <laughs> for some names you want, like, like you read enough comic books for some names, you want the, you know, professor uh, or doctor, uh, uh, you know, yeah, even people on my committee who I've like known for years at this point, like, you know, one of them is, you know, Steven Shabiro. I'm never, ever going to refer to him as Steve, even though he signs emails to me, Steve. Yeah. He is Shabiro. <laughs> like, he is Shabiro. That is what comes out of my mouth every time I'm well, referring to him. <laughs> a friend of the show, regular guest, Mike Chemers. And today's his birthday, so I know you're not going to hear this on your birthday, but happy birthday, Mike. <laughs> it's, I will refer to him as Mike. I think he prefers Michael, which I usually, when I'm talking to him personally, I say Michael, but in my brain is Mike. But he pretty regularly, I just refer to him as Chemers because that's what I say too because mm-hmm. Mike and Michael are so common just to mm-hmm. differentiate him from other people and I know you know when we're texting about him at all it's just Chemers and uh, talking so, about him yeah we refer to him as Chemers I mean and that's not like to his face I mean like when we're yeah. like if oh, I yeah. have lunch with the I was gonna say with Mike which sounds weird yeah. if I have fun which if I have lunch with Chemers it's with Chemers uh, yeah. that's what I would say to his face so. yeah and I have mm-hmm. as well but I know with his students he likes being called Doc yes so, yeah. and that's what he calls himself that's what he yeah. calls himself on his podcast he refers yeah. to himself as doc and mm-hmm. nope not gonna do that sounds weird don't i mean <laughs> yeah, with his students i get it but yeah because i knew him first this is mike and michael and so 
Mm-hmm. But there, here's this one person that I, I just list four different names, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> depending on context and the way I'm talking about it. Well, context matters too. I mean, and that's kind yeah. of, you know, so we started this out talking about the dual names, right? Like, so, I mean, mm-hmm. even in the most general sense, right? You have characters who say Clark Kent, characters who say Kyle else, characters who say Superman. Depends on how you mm-hmm. know that character in the comic book. And I think, Matt, your point about Kitty Pride is she sort of, it's sort of a trying to make her seem superhero-ish by having having a duplicate identity. If we, you know, we always, we've referred to this book before, but uh, Wayne, the secret, super, superhero, secret, secret origin of a genre or mm-hmm. whatever, the Peter Coogan book talks about identity being a big part of the concept of superheroes, right? Mm-hmm. So it feels like Kitty Pride needs a secret identity in order to make her a superhero. To be part the, of the value, yeah. Yeah, that yeah. that said, the concept of secret identity is barely a part of the comics milieu anymore anymore mm-hmm. at all. And it hasn't been part of the X-Men world <laughs> which, in decades. It's yeah, been which, decades since yeah, the, Which we've done episode on right. this topic, yeah. Well, I, yeah. When I was reading X-Men when Kitty was in like I called her Kitty because they did, but in my brain at the time, they all felt like real people. I was far more mm-hmm. like, if I was talking with my other comics reading friends about the X-Men, I was far more likely to say Scott and Gene than I was Cyclops and Beanie. Right, because they rarely use their, yeah. they rarely use their, te- and, but then there are people, I mean, so, okay, I said, for instance, I call Shima Shima, but I refer to other people that I trained with as wrestlers as their real name. Like, I might just say, oh, there's Chuck over there. Chuck's not the name he used in the ring. That's just how, but like, we would call Shima instead of Mike. It's just, it's the one that always fit. And I think that with the X-Men, like, I can say, I am unlikely to, I mean, I get that they use Logan, but calling him Wolverine in my head makes sense calling because that is really his identity right and yet i've never thought of kitty pride as primarily shadow cat she is primarily mm-hmm. kitty i nightcrawler is primarily kurt yeah storm we also is not a roro storm is storm and we it's also <laughs> yeah we knew wolverine as wolf for several issues but his real name was real right mm-hmm. that was and that, and that doesn't make it. that does yeah and that doesn't matter as much 40 years later did we, <laughs> but but i mean same thing with like the with the teen titans the teen titans i am more likely to think of them by their real names because mm-hmm. uh, as opposed to the Justice League who I yeah. think of as Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman and then the Teen Titans are Dick and Corey and Donna. You know, yeah. you yeah. know like that's well, just how well, it works. Well, well, they were my peers whereas the Justice League were adults. So. Those are grown-ups. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those are grown-ups. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the interesting thing too though is like for me, I'm like that with Marvel. Like I'm more likely to use real names but at DC because I think I came to it after Marvel and always had a little bit of a distance trying to work my way in. I like if I think of like that era of Teen Titans, I think like Robin, Starfire, Cyborg, mm-hmm. like, you know, but if I think of the 90s legacy heroes that were, you know, some of them were rather short lived. I yeah. like I don't say like Green Lantern. I say Kyle. I say mm-hmm. Connor Hawk. I say Tim. For like, some, of that Robin. Is, some of that, I think, is to differentiate them from the people who bore those mm-hmm. names before them. Yeah. And it's just it's when I kind of came into like, OK, these I'm comfortable with. These other ones mm-hmm. like are unfamiliar and have been around forever. And I don't like get it. <laughs> and that, it's funny you say that because we've talked here before that was my you know, when I say the Teen Titan years that Wolfman Perez run was taking place I was the same age as those characters I was growing mm-hmm. up with them so they definitely felt like peers to me where I think of those 90 characters you just named as new kids they're all younger mm-hmm. than me and you're right it, so much that depends on when you ended this well to return to Kitty though like I think mm-hmm. I think people who are loving the X-Men today the Krakoa books are very into the idea of her being Kate Pride because it feels grown up mm-hmm. I hate it I hate it so much yeah, and I, I know I, and I know it's I know it's unfair because I understand why I'm fine with the character having evolved to like the character 
character evolving the way that she has mm-hmm. makes sense. However, in my head, I still call her Kitty. And then I realized something too. If you actually read the books, they have made a dedicated effort to most of the characters refer to her as Kate, with the exception of Peter and Ayana. Just call her Kitty. And they just and they will not call her that. Yeah, does, like, Wolver- nope. does Wolverine still call her Pumpkin? But I mean, she he might as well, right? Like, the, yeah. but like in my head, I'm in the Ilyana space, right? Like, the, yeah. like Peter, Peter will say Katya and uh, Nightcrawler will say Katchen and then and Ilyana will say Kitty and everybody else calls her Kate. And I'm like, I and can't it, it, not do that. In that mm-hmm. original Days of Past story, mm-hmm. the adult Kate Pride, you know, she was called Kate Pride mm-hmm. in that. So, you know, they established that precedent about that character right. within 12 issues of her first appearance. Right. Well, and I actually it, feel slightly bad for not calling her Kate Pride because of like, it's again, it's this identification with the character thing of like, well, she wants to be called Kate though, so I should yeah, be right. calling her Kate. Right. Yeah, but I'm right. not. <laughs> yeah, but I, well, and it's hard because I mean, it's the thing that you know in real life where you might dead name somebody. You know, you're trying to be respectful of it, but in with characters, it's hard because that identity of being Kitty Pride isn't even just someone that like I've talked to. That's a character that has been around for in my that life is, for forty years, right? That, has, been, that yeah. has also been trademarked and marketed, right? Mm-hmm. which solidifies that name in a very mm-hmm. different way. And so I don't know. It's weird though. Like, so even to not call her shadow cat mm-hmm. to, and I'm not doing red queen. That's just not, no, red queen's a, <laughs> red queen's a position. I, I'll do yeah. Kate first, but um, the, even the idea of calling her shadow cat, this is as much about clothes as it is, as it is with the, the name. Cause and Matt knows this story. Cause I talked about it on the other show, Matt, you said you hated that. She didn't have a name beyond being Kitty pride and mm-hmm. she didn't have, and she didn't have a, costume she did but she we've hit the point of gosh golly wow where kitty gets the costume that she'd keep with the x-men for 20 years which is the black and gold very kitty pride special cut of the traditional x-men uniform uh, that she starts wearing collar, basically right, right. and yeah. she's got some shoulder pads on it and a lot of people hate this costume mm-hmm. i love it and i talked about why i love that like after years decades in real time but for her like since she's 13 till the time she's 18 she's done everything she can to try and force people to think of her as an adult, try to force people to like, no, I am Ariel or I, you know, I have a superhero name and I have this costume, this ostentatious costume that I've created with, for myself. And then, no, I'm going to be Shadowcat. Here's a whole costume. And she's done everything she could to try and force them to think of her as an adult, as a performance to the second she actually is an adult. She realizes, no, you were Cyclops all along. You are such an X-Man that like once you're an adult, the most original thing that you can do is basically have a deviation of the standard X-Men costume. And I think it works for, like, I don't want Kitty to have an individual costume and I don't want Scott to have an individual costume. Wolverine gets an individual costume. Storm gets an individual costume. Colossus gets an individual costume. But for those two, for Kitty and for Scott, they are such the child soldiers. They are, for all they've tried to do to be separate from it, they are what Charles Xavier made them. And Mm -hmm. to me, like that, to me, that's indicative of both the respect that they have for him and also the them just realizing yeah this is all out you know this is all i am like this is know, who i am this is who yeah like scott can make the weird x costume with the x visor which i hated and you know like they can try different things but like scott belongs in blue and gold kitty belongs in black and gold and that's just the uniform and she can't because so so often she was like no i am not part of the new mutants i am an x-man mm-hmm. i'm not with the babies and then but once she grows up yeah you just kind of are you are the you're not just an x-man you are the you know like the definitive x-man i have many thoughts so okay 
that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I here's what I mean. Well, I'll start with the thing that I think is probably slightly controversial, and it's not that I like this thing, but that I can see the logic in it. I think the argument that you made for her identification, sort of with Professor X and being what Professor X made her, mm-hmm. I think in the context of the books and what they've done, Red Queen makes sense that way too. That mm-hmm. like they have positioned it as Emma Frost is a massive influence on her, whether yes. you like it or not. Mm-hmm. And so for me, like I don't particularly I like. I, I'm just not using the name, but I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't particularly like that relationship for a lot of reasons, but like I, it's established and it makes sense to me. The other thing is like I think because part of my you know Kitty Pride fandom comes so much from Excalibur and being apart from the X Men, and like I don't know, I always kind of thought of her when I was younger as like she's a character who's going to like move beyond the X Men, like she's the character who's going to like move to Chicago and go to college and become a superhero and have a solo book and like have a supporting cast and all the <laughs> stuff that isn't built around like being a mutant, even though that never ever happened really. But like, mm-hmm. so for me, the idea of kind of circling back to like, no, she is as much the X-Man as like Cyclops is feels wrong for my headcanon, essentially, mm-hmm. like the aspirational headcanon I had for the character, which ties into kind of where we started of like wanting her to have a code name, wanting her to have like a distinct, unique costume. So everything that moves away from that, I'm just like, no, like, no, this is getting her further from where she's supposed to be. If Marvel hired me tomorrow, the first thing I would probably pitch would be a Kitty Pride solo book that would never get made. And if it did, it would sell like two copies. But <laughs> I, would, I would hate myself if I didn't do it. So, so yeah, those are my kind of few main things. And it's been a few years. It doesn't feel permanent because like oh, as much as stick. you might, yeah, as much as you might want her to grow beyond and do something else, I feel like her identity is part and maybe in real life, you know, changing your name is a way of like creating that new identity for yourself. And I feel like she can't do that because that character needs to be part of the X-Men. And I'll give you a different example of one that I think fits from DC that I think really calls to this. And that is Tim Drake as Robin. Comics has done everything they can to make Tim Drake somebody. Dick Grayson got to grow up. He got to grow up and he got to become Nightwing. Then Jason Todd died, came back to life and got to grow up, become Red Hood. Tim Drake, they tried to turn him into his own person and they made him Red Robin. That was stupid. (laughs) Then they tried to make him, you know, they they replaced him with Damien. Everyone loves Damien. Damien can be Robin. So Tim Drake, they tried to make him Drake. Nope, that was stupid. Tim Drake can't be anybody else. He's just going to be Robin or he can be Tim Drake. He can use those two names, but like the fandom won't allow him to grow into something else because he is just so identified with that concept in a way that you think Dick Grayson should be. But like Wayne, you said you grew up with those characters. Do you have any problem with Dick Grayson not being Robin and being Nightwing instead? No, no. (laughs) Being there when that happened, it felt so logical and right in that. And have you ever said, have you ever seriously called Tim Drake Drake? No, no. no. (laughs) Or Red Robin? You were working at the store. Did you ever say Red Robin? No. It's like, oh God, this is no, because (laughs) unless he can, unless he offers me bottomless fries, he's not Red Robin. Yeah. Right, yeah. right. It's like it's like like this well, and, and I and it's a good comparison too because I think there's a similar thing like you mentioned on the other show like Jubilee you know sort of using her real name like you know her full name is like what Jubilation Lee and then yeah. they're like Jubilee okay, Jubilee, Jubilee. Yes. <laughs> yeah but like that's a similar thing where she, because she sort of came in and fulfilled the role that Kitty Pride had as like is the child you know gateway character now then Kitty Pride's left in a similar position as Tim Drake of like well she's not the role that she used to be. Mm. But they also won't let her go forward permanently into something else. So she just kind of is Kitty mm-hmm. Pride. Sometimes she's the professor. Sometimes she is or the headmaster. Sometimes she's a pirate. Sometimes.
time she's like <laughs> it's just like whatever wherever they can put her but it's it never is quite the right well, fit. in in those same terms have either of you mad that this is probably more specifically direct you just based on what we're saying here and encourage we're into did you ever seriously use the name troya to talk about donna troy no oh no no i started reading that yeah and that wolf impressed teen tight run technically she was still wonder girl nobody because you know, much no, like donna. much yeah much like marvel girl that's dumb <laughs> no. well except and, wonder girl wonder girl to- totally makes sense for cassie yeah well, you're right call, and yep. cassie i think of as an adult now but cassie i can call yeah. wonder girl no no one no one seriously i mean maybe but no i never thought of donna troya as troya and i hated everything about like the everything about her redone origin as did everybody i mean every other fan hated the trying to make donna troy into something that wasn't being donna troy like mm-hmm. oh she's troya of the titans of myth it failed so utterly that they had to keep rebooting her character uh, until a person who was rebooted became her new origin story because yeah. like yeah. because yeah. no that was stupid like that care that character can have a dozen names but she really only has one and it's donna mm-hmm. and that's yeah. who she will that's who she will be and, and i'm okay with that yeah i'm okay no, no. she can have a costume like i'm perfectly yeah. fine with her having the red and gold you know costume but mm-hmm. like as a character no she's just donna that's no, who I, she is i'm pretty sure within like an issue or two that issue of the new titans where she's introduced as troya is probably my first issue of those yeah. characters and even then it was like i knew from like reading like random news and stuff and like crisis like oh no that's wonder girl like yeah. Troya doesn't <laughs> sound like a superhero name yeah like, i don't know what it is but it's not a superhero name yeah so i don't know so, they should actually this is a very random side thought but somebody should go in and connect her origin to hawkman's as just like uh these characters there's a reason why they never have the same origin like every <laughs> oh, two God. years i believe that actually i believe there is logic that does that in like the hyper time and zero hour reboot stuff but like oh, I, man. I, I have lost my ability to to keep track of dc continuity yeah. and also <laughs> as per things that i've talked about on this show before and in my dissertation at length i gave up caring yeah mm-hmm. decades ago <laughs> like, yeah. like i i like the comics continuity don't care there's no mm-hmm. <laughs> um, one, one of my bosses at the comic book store tried to explain what's happening right now at dc with their reboot and like the relaunch of stuff and he's like you know they're doing something where like the continuity is that like everything that happened before yes. counts and, happened. Like and i'm that. like that, but i was like that was hyper time that's literally yeah. what hyper no, no, time no, no, was no. oh no it, no it's different now so now they're in their continuity now all stories happened mm-hmm. and everybody remembers all of them and it's just fine like so they and they like literally not just everybody in superhero everybody in on i understand it everybody in the universe remembers all possible realities and that's just how it is <laughs> okay that's not going to count for me until there's a conversation where dick grayson says to batman like do you remember that time when we were like dressed as pirates or something and it's just <laughs> that, like, that, that is that's what i'm saying that stuff is all it, like they're what are they calling it they're calling it oh god i can't remember their name of it they're they, they don't call it hyper time anymore they the continuity verse or the, the but yeah they have but that is the that is their current story all the ridiculous silver age stories are currently in continuity with all the modern stuff that is and, yeah and don't worry about how it fits. just yeah and they're well they're actually they're in the midst of trying to sort it out and reboot again which like dc is just going to reboot every two years from now yeah. on and that's a yeah. that's like that's like you're doing but yeah, the linear verse i think it's called the linear verse or something like that they actually okay. they like in their universe remembers the entire 75 80 whatever or however many years has been like, 90, like the entirety of dc continuity they're all aware of all of it i guess it's been like 90 years like they're just which is just ridiculous and that's just how it is i mean the only thing i think the only person who could make that do something really cool that would be like honestly like grant morrison writing donna troy as a character who does remember all of that and is very mm-hmm. messed up 
up because she remembers so many different <laughs> lives and so many different like probably deaths and rebirths and mm-hmm. it has just completely fucked her up otherwise it's just kind of a like yeah sure your head cannon counts it's fine and it's like okay it counted before though for me so yeah. it doesn't really right. make things any easier we've gotten very far off topic yeah that happens all the time welcome <laughs> welcome to this show <laughs> I, was trying to segue back. I was trying to segue back like i do in class sometimes when i'm like i've gone five <laughs> tangents off of what we we're meant to talk about and i need to like make it sound like that was intentional and i could not figure out a way to jump back to that. <laughs> welcome to the show yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean oh god i just i guess we've resolved nothing but yeah. it, but, but it's just i'm fascinated by it as a concept as are you know the listeners and everything based on just the multitude of comments we got i don't know enough about you know roller derby names other than the fact that like i said i think it works that way for the same way as as wrestling does right but i and i have no real reasoning why like i said some of my wrestling friends use their real name in regular conversation and some of them use their wrestling name and i guess it's just like names in any other sense you know some people use nicknames some people use their real names oh the other one i thought of was drag queens i think that's gonna be mm-hmm. the same thing where you know where there is like not necessarily it's not the same as like like dead naming and change your name if you transition but it is sort of a here's a performance name that i use and people mm-hmm. just know the performance name in in addition to the regular name i just i always find the mental labeling that we do of people i think is interesting well and i mean actually cycling circling that back now i can circle back to comics in my head mm-hmm. is the like the idea of the performance that is one of the things i like about secret identities and dual identities and superhero comics is that like it's the it's the peter parker spider-man thing of like when he puts on the mask he is a different person he's the mm-hmm. person he wants to be you know he that's the things that he would always want to say and you know it doesn't feel insecure and like I like that sort of writ large in superheroes mm-hmm. as a trope even if it's played out but I like a lot of the sort of played out things about superhero comics I like I miss thought balloons in comics like mm-hmm. you know I mm-hmm. miss honestly at this point I miss super villains who just want to like rob a bank rather than like <laughs> rewrite rewrite timelines or something yeah like, mm-hmm. I want I kind of want that that sort of simplicity sometimes mm-hmm. and you know it's one of the it's one of my criticisms of the MCU is like I don't mind that I am Tony Stark. I wish that was like the end of the third movie and not the first one, because I think making it the first one and making it and that being in the first MCU movie basically made the entire idea of secret identities in the MCU like unpalatable for audiences. Yeah, I mean, I get that. And I think that's sort of the thing with the Kitty Pride thing, right? Like you're looking for a secret identity and Kitty doesn't really have one. She might have a Mm -hmm. real name, but like her full time job is being an X-Man and it has been for 40 years, right? Like it, it just has yeah. been being an X-Man is just her job. And I feel like, like you say that about the MCU, but I think that it's two different kinds of stories, right? Like Spider-Man yeah. has a job going to school. Kamala has a job. Like these characters have lives outside. Steve Rogers, and this is true in the comics as well as in the um, movies, Steve Rogers is just Captain America. He's got yeah. no life outside of being Captain America. And so he doesn't need a second identity. That's just, you know, you can use either name but steve and captain america are the same person and i I think without i don't think every character needs a dual identity so that name 
mm-hmm. was just that extra name. It feels a little superfluous in a way that like, you know, I don't like, is there a real difference between Logan and Wolverine? Not really. Like, the you know, the yeah. like not in the same way as there's a difference between Peter Parker and Spider-Man or Batman and Bruce Wayne or even Clark Kent and Superman. Those are, you know, those are multiple visions. And I think that yeah. for other characters, like, you know, as you said, Iron Man and Tony Stark, he's just it, it's not a different person. It's not a different identity. It's just that he happens to have the suit on. Yeah. And I think I mean, it's I think part of it for me, you know, mentioning a slightly problematic person, but like it's the Joss Whedon line from Astonishing X-Men, like that Cyclops says to Wolverine, the thing about like, you know, if you want people to think of you as, as think of us as superheroes, we have to dress the part. The code name kind of goes along with that. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like I take the point about like Steve Rogers and Captain America, like they're the same person. They have the same job. They do the same thing, but he's not going to go out and fight, you know, evil villains taking over the world as Steve Rogers necessarily. And he's not going to, you know, you know, his love interest isn't going to be calling him Captain America. So like there is a there is a reason for a dual identity, even if it's not a secret identity, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, to circle back to something you said earlier, Matt, and just while talking comics, I branched out comics other than Marvel and D. You're talking about the idea of a true name. I, in fact, I didn't think this at the time. I thought this earlier today, just think about the episode ElfQuest. And, you know, one of the four things in ElfQuest, the main characters, the, the Wolf Riders, the Tribe of Elves, we get to know to begin with, you know, they all have their name, Cutter and Skywise and Tree Stump and whatever. You know, these, these names are based on things they do in the real world. But each one of them has a secret soul name mm-hmm. that only they know. And if anyone else learns their soul name, it gives them tremendous power over them. There's this thing that takes place in the ElfQuest world called Recognition. And it's basically, it's not love. It's to two characters meet. It's to produce children, produce the best children. Two people will recognize and essentially be able to have sex with children. And, but the essence of recognition is sudden awareness of the other person's soul name, which mm-hmm. embodies the deepest truth of who they are as a person. And you, part of the plot is... You know, villain, one of the villain antagonists, East Winnowill, learning the soul name on Wolf Rider, not through recognition, learning and using it to torture her. And so that idea of that new name, people knowing that, giving them power over. So it's once again a comics representation, this idea of there's a name that you are known by in the world. There's uh, what, what's in, in cats, isn't there? The okay. whole new I was, going, I was <laughs> going to say, I'm pretty sure that was stolen. Like I was letting you if this was stolen from cats. Yeah, from T.S. Right. Eliot. Right. So, right. so in T.S. Eliot, well, in cats, the, you know, the one. Wonderful Android Lloyd, Andrew Lloyd Webber move musical and turned into an amazing award-winning film that I'm sure yeah. everyone <laughs> in our audience has seen. Everyone loves cats. Too. I love cats. I can't help it. But but in the oh god, T.S. Eliot's Old Possum's Book of Practical Cats. Yeah. One of the concepts in that book, and therefore in the play cats, and therefore in the movie cats, is that all cats have three names. They have a familiar name, which is like whatever the family that owns the cat calls the cats, whatever you call the cat and then they have a formal name which is what they use when they're talking amongst each other like the, what cats call each other and then there's the there's the the personal name which is which a cat keeps to himself and only you know and that's his private name that no one else knows the greatest power yeah and that is essentially what it is with wolf mm-hmm. writers but yeah but just that that going to a name that sums up a core identity that is different than the name you are known by in the world mm-hmm. but anyway, so, yeah. I, just, I just thought i would have been more talking <laughs> I mean, I did not think we were going to go into ineffable names, which is, I think, what they're called in cats. Mm. Particular names, peculiar names, and ineffable names, mm. I think, are what they are, but I don't know. Like, you, we, we've resolved nothing. We're, we're, we're <laughs> talking about deep cats lore, which means nothing to anybody. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh god from tum tuggers yep <laughs> i feel like this should just be like the tagline for the episode should be like you know steal from seinfeld and be like you know you learn nothing you like what is it no hugging no learning no resolution <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh that's we usually go with you you've resolved nothing but it's basically the same yeah. kind yeah of, some learning yeah a little yeah. Learning. <laughs> some learning matt thanks for joining us this yeah, is thanks, great. thank you for having me thanks for giving yeah, us I, an idea for an episode that we could just yeah. kind of <laughs> toss in um we're leading into this Christmas season. <laughs> well, and next time I'm on Gosh Golly Wow, I'll either take one of two approaches. I'll either be very concerned about everything that I say on the off chance that like it leads to a show, or I'll be just like throwing out random things all the time. I'm just like, maybe this will be a show. Maybe you could just ask to come on and do a topic. You don't have yeah, to actually, yeah. it doesn't have you, to be underhanded. You, yeah, you don't have to hit at all. It's like, hey, let's talk about this. This is the path now. This is how anyone who wants to be on Box Topcast, go you have on, to be on the GGW Excalibur. first. Yeah. On that. <laughs> and the most offhand thing you can say at the last minute, if possible, throw that out there. <laughs> anyway, aside from GGW, where can people find you? Oh, gosh, I am still currently on Twitter at a boy called Monk or at boy called Monk. I don't remember which one it is. I am on Facebook, as I mentioned, as Matt Curtis. You can find me at Green Brain Comics in Dearborn, Michigan, which is where I work. That's a plug, I guess, even though I make zero extra money for doing that. But, you know, if you want to come talk comics with me and distract me from the work I'm supposed to be doing, I would be more than happy to have that happen. Otherwise, you can find me trying to write academic things and I emphasize trying. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and Wayne? I have nothing for myself, but in terms of promoting things, I'm going to promote Friend of the Show and composer of our ever so epic theme song platform. Max dropped an album this week. He did. Called Study Guide. We should link that in the show notes. It's uh, very different than our theme song, but I did listen to it and I, I like it a lot. Just, uh, Max is really talented. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're in to, I mean, if he, he writes the theme song to this. He writes the theme song to GGW, both of which are very mm-hmm. different. If And between the two of them, those each one being a minute long, those are the shortest songs Max has ever written by like 45 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> and, you, and listen to this, there are 20 songs that are all like two, three minutes. Like here's one that's 354. That looks like that's the longest one on the, the album. Yeah. I, don't know, I don't know how to describe what Max does. Is the ambient? Maybe. He might completely disagree with that, but it's instrumental. I just found it very listenable. I had it on mm-hmm. while I was reading. So Max has been on the show, but through his theme music, he has been on every episode. So yeah. let's hype up some Max. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Right. And you can follow me on Twitter or if it exists or Instagram or Facebook. <laughs> all the places always at Chris Maverick. You can follow the show. All those same places at Vox Popcast. You can follow the show's blog at www.voxpopcast.com where we talk about whatever we're going to be talking about next week. Probably, maybe. I mean, we've been doing things out of order a little bit lately, as I pointed out earlier on the show. Please check out our blog. You can comment on this episode. You can comment on any other episode. You can give us your ideas for things that we should talk about on previous shows. You can check out how things are going in our box office game, which, you know, things are exciting and afoot at box office game right now. It, we are literally, Wayne, we're in a spot where literally anybody could win of the huh. five of us. Really? Any of us, yeah. I mean, you're not going to. Yeah. No. <laughs> I gave up quite some time ago. Like, no, okay. you're, no, you're really tight. It's really, really? tight. Yeah. It's, it's, the games how uh, did that happen uh, because just random things being canceled at exactly the right time and i mean like the game is super tight right now like you like probably if i had to guess who's not going to win just because you have the smallest remaining movie it probably won't be you but it could be you are literally legitimately in like all five of us have a legitimate shot wow yeah i I just pulled up graphic on the web page and like huh yeah just just out of curiosity did you include the knives out 
sequel and how much did that like fuck everything up no only playing one, for a week i don't think anybody picked it because we all knew it was going to to netflix but like okay. that said there are other movies where you know like like i got screwed because i took flash you know oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, so like there are you know there there are things like that happen you know there it's been amazing the game this year so so people should check yeah, that out we are really kind of neck and neck aren't we oh, yeah yeah it is it is so tight right now so uh, wow um, and i think it's been updated i think i i, I think I, the I, graphic I, on this website is actually even a little out of date like i think we're yeah. even closer than we are on the graphic on the website so maybe and, i'll update that and i'm gonna say right now just uh, we're not starting the game until uh, january but i'm dibs on cocaine bear <laughs> i don't know i don't know you better be willing to take that in the first round i'm so fucking hyped for cocaine bear oh my right. god do i can't like i mean we'll talk about this when we get to when yeah. we get to the box office show but there's gonna like i like i know and i know you want it i want it <laughs> no, knowing our co-hosts monica could take co- cocaine bear in the first round like literally yeah. just like, like yeah. and like i don't think katya will would have done the studying to know about yeah. cocaine bear but now that we've done the episode she could totally be like oh cocaine <laughs> like i think there's gonna be a fight over cocaine bear i'm so <laughs> about this movie oh, i showed a friend of mine the cocaine bear trailer yesterday and we got literally halfway through the trailer and she in all seriousness was like wait is this a real movie and I was yeah. like, yes it is yes, yes it absolutely is oh i'm all about cocaine there's i so cannot wait we should we should, we should do a group movie yeah <laughs> anyway <laughs> i forget where i am at, yeah. in, in the outro where i think i'm at is if you enjoy the show and we certainly hope you do then please subscribe to us on itunes or stitcher or spotify wherever the hell else you get podcasts from and do us a favor leave us a five-star review if you leave us a five-star review especially on itunes apple Podcasts, that gooses the algorithm makes us more popular really helps us out and you know it, it basically tells us that you love the show so that we should all go see cocaine bear that's what we're looking for <laughs> i would like to thank maximilian of thought for music for our epic theme song building ever so more epically and playing us out matt once again thank you for joining Thanks, us matt. we'd like thank to thank you, you very much for and we'll see you next time. Bye. 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 <laughs>